Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, a new edition of In Conversation with. Uh, today, I'm talking with Fiona Cox, uh, also performing under the name of is it Kitty Mahone? Kitty Mazinski. Kitty Mazinski. <laughs> yeah, so I'm taking a year off, uh, yes, not on fab, purpose. Singing, <laughs> singing standards beautifully uh, 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 as Kitty. Uh, thank but you. today, I want to talk uh, uh, to Fiona about it's a sin. Yes. So, uh, I've been avoiding it, you know, I, I, I'm so glad that we agreed to do this because really I felt it was like almost too close to home. It's, it's exactly my generation, yes. you know, uh, <clears throat> the uh, series begins in 1981 and I was 19, mm, you know, in oh gosh. So I'm, I'm exactly that group of people really, mm. though, you know, I grew up in Montreal and had a, a different experience, a different experience with lots of similarities. So, so I just felt it, it might be just too close to home, and I couldn't bear it. Yes. Uh, I really welcomed the series because actually, I think part of the reason why I couldn't bear it is because it almost hasn't been covered. Yeah. Oh so, right. Don't you think? I mean, there was Angels in America, and you know, during the pandemic and the first years, there were things, films like Parting Glances. Yes. Right? But overall, it's actually something, I think a little, it's a little bit like the Spanish Civil War in Spain, right? Uh, no one wants to talk about it. Because right. to talk about it brings up all these problems, right? Yeah. And I think there's something in queer cultures now, you know, about it as well, right? Because, you know, um, well, actually, there was a lot of theorizing, Leo Bersani and Douglas Crimp and you know, kind of lots of people wrote very eloquently about the period. But in terms of cinema, you know, I think there's The Normal Heart, uh, there's Parting Glances. Very recently, there was a wonderful show in London called The Inheritance. I don't know if you saw that. No, I never got to. I meant to. I never uh, um, made it. I thought, that, I thought that was beautiful. I heard it was brilliant. Um, but... You know, I, 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 I can't think of a, you know, of a television series, you know, that dealt with this period. Can you? No, I'm trying to think of, wasn't there something, I seem to remember something, and Russell Tovey was in it, but it was, it was not really, maybe it was Cucumber Banana or something. Was it one of those uh, things? I can't remember. There was just a moment where Russell Tovey was out and you got this sense that he was on a bit of a last hurrah because uh, he probably had oh, contracted yes, days, yes. But, but it wasn't the focus. Yeah. I can't pinpoint what that was. Um, and I suppose yeah. there was also the film Pride, yeah. Yes. But again... That was I, it, that was it. I was Pride. It's in Pride okay, that that happened. Go. Yes, uh, yes. Yes, but Pride wasn't really about that. I no, mean, that no. Was part of the narrative of the period, but... It was on so, the sidelines, though, I think. So it was, yeah, it was nice to kind of... Well, it was interesting, this, because it was the focus, but I liked the way that they came at it. Because wasn't there... What was the film where it's just all really depressing. Not, I'm not talking about Philadelphia. I'm talking about the one... I think people have written about it, and it's all just very sort of saccharine and a bit sentimental, and and I think it deals with a group, another group of friends, perhaps a bit older, right. American. It's sort of like... It was the new queer cinema era, but not new queer cinema. It was the kind of... Um, focusing more on the grief. I should have looked this up before we did this. It's not Boys in the Band. <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but it was... It can be Boys in the Band. But I liked um, the kind of... I liked the way that they wove the celebratory in this along with it being a kind of elegy as well. Yes. Um, like a real remembrance of that generation. 
Well, let's begin with you, because I'm very curious mm. as to what you thought. Uh, um, you know, and then kind of I'll, 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 I'll let you know. I, I took lots of notes watching it. Yes. Uh, uh, so, um, though, you know, I can't read any of them now. <laughs> <laughs> I typed mine. I thought ahead because I also have a legible handwriting. <laughs> so I uh, typed them all up. You're much more organized than I. So, so. And you were willing to re-see it again, so you must have you must have liked it the first time. Yes, yeah, no, I did. I just finished my rewatch this morning, weeping, uh, watching uh -huh. it in bed. Um, no, I did. I thought it was, I well, I thought it was yeah, wonderful, really, because it you know it wasn't. It's not one of these things. It's not like oh, every frame is a work of art. It's it's not that kind of thing. It kind of has a, a slightly scrappy feel. You know, it's Channel Four, but I just thought the the story that was being told was really important. Um, to be told from the perspective of, I suppose, somebody on the inside, somebody who, mm. because it is very much based on Russell uh, Russell Davies' group of friends, isn't it? The Jill mm. is based on a real lady, uh, another lady called Jill. Um, yeah, that it's it is them looking back. I think with with not just dread and horror, but with with a great fondness. Um, mm. So I did. I found it very moving. And nice. I, um, oh my gosh, I thought the soundtrack was brilliant. And I thought that really contributed to it, to the feeling of fun. The Yeah. Um, the, and it also takes you back, I would imagine, for you, for somebody watching it who lived through that era. It's the music of that time, isn't it? The way it can well, it's, root you it's in the everything. time. Um, I mean, even a reference to the Filofax, you know, which yes. got me going, right? Like, oh, I remember the Filofax. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Uh, it definitely uh, deploys that kind of recognition. And, you know, I was in a puddle through much of it. Uh, uh, but I suppose for me, I was in a puddle through much of it while still thinking it's not very good. Yeah. Uh, and then also, you know, what you mentioned about it being important, which I think it is. Mm. But to me, you know, I could dismiss that, really, because... You know, lots of things are important to do, but it matters to me whether you do them well or not. Okay. So, you know, so whether it's important or not uh, is almost like a side issue with me. But however, what, what, what convinced me to talk about it some more and to think about it some more was seeing on Twitter young people really involved mm. and really touched by this and, all, you know, the, the sense that it, they were proprietary about it, yeah, that it was a history that they feel as theirs that they did not know about it, and how could they know about it, and it was so sad, right? So I think young people's engagement with it, I'm really um, surprised and thrilled by and fascinated by, yeah. Like, it's been so know, popular, hasn't it? It's been a huge it has, hit on, on all four. It's, it's been a huge hit. Yeah. And also there is really an engagement. I mean, you know, obviously I'm seeing this in sideways. You know, I go on Twitter... But, you know, some of my students on Twitter, it's like, you know, they're they're really involved. Yeah. Yes. And, and really emotional about it. And, you know, so so that a, that a, that a television show succeeds in doing that mm. is to me very significant. Yeah? Yes. So so um, I want to be less bitchy than I normally <laughs> <do>. <laughs> because of that. But but, you know, perhaps you've had a completely different response. So. So tell me, what what did you think were the best things about it? And... Um, yes. Yeah, so just to qualify, yeah, some some of the bit I was thinking like some of the acting is not always great. Like you know, it does. It is a bit 
melodrama. Well, it's, not, it's a bit over the top, isn't it, sometimes? This is what I'm saying. It's not like something, you know, it's not a cinematic masterpiece in that sense. But I think just the sense of, the sense of fun about it. Uh, I thought Keely Hawes was excellent, actually. Um, uh-huh. I thought, yes, yeah, I just really thought her performance was fantastic. Um, well, I want to yeah. talk to you about... Yeah the role because that's mm. been the the object of most of the major criticism lately. really i thought she was great yeah well i, I haven't yeah yeah and she's very warm so but it's not her performance that's been criticized it's more the role yeah the, i see the, yeah that the they... way that that's conceptualized in the narrative okay yeah, that, that it's, interesting you know, yeah well the, the criticism has been that it's almost like you know an archetypal uh, a fag hag with all the derogatory connotations that that carries, you know that. Oh, you're talking about live... Jill. You're talking about Jill. Yeah, I'm talking about the the the, the, the woman friend. Is oh, that not I was her? talking about the mum. I was talking about. Um, oh, you were talking about the mum. His mum. I thought that she was excellent. Uh, uh, um, yes, Jill. I, I did think Jill was a bit. She was a bit too much of an angel, wasn't she? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was. I did think that, and I, but I thought then that was really interesting. How, um, you know, most. Well, obviously, it's all about the the boys mostly and the the gay culture and all their parties and all their sex. And it was like you never see if Jill has a boyfriend. You don't know what her romantic life is like. But I thought, that's well, actually, good. that's usually the gay best friend, isn't it? That they're just there yeah. for comedy, and you you know who who knows what's going on in their personal life. But yeah, I did think she was a bit of a oh yeah, like a, what is it, a Mary Sue? That she never does anything wrong and she's just there yeah. to support them. Um, it's, yeah. It's... It's also a, um, a, a, a role that condenses a lot of different aspects. So she's not just, you know, the best friend, right? She is also the gay activist and yeah. the organizer mm-hmm. and the one who finds that information, you know. And, and actually, I think one of the things about, you know, uh, um, this aspect of lesbian and gay histories is, for example, the role that lesbians had in doing all of that and in organizing demonstrations and, yeah, how, yeah. you know, this was almost like, uh, you know, well, in my experience, you know, one of the first convergences, right, because second wave feminism, you know, one of the results is that it had split up kind of, you know, lesbian and, and, and gay uh, people, you'd go to the gay bookshop and, you know, there was always like patriarchy, right? Like, ah, you know, yes, you know, yes. Yeah. So actually, the coming of AIDS was a, also a kind of a rejoining in activism. Yeah, so even though it was mostly gay men who were dying, kind of, you know, uh, lesbians took on this really important organizing, demonstrating activist role within that, right? Yeah. You know, and, and I think that the way that um, the best friend has been conceptualized and it's a sin erases all of that that's very true it was very much an illusion of that actually i was reading an article in pink news um with rtd and he was saying what did he say something about this in the dramas he said like you don't get so much as a glimpse of a lesbian's ankle or something <laughs> but actually yeah. that's interesting considering in all of it's a sin i mean i'm sure there were there were women there who i'm sure were supposed to read as gay but it was yeah you're right that's that's a rather missing element yeah, mm. so 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 that character condenses all of that, mm. you know. So so. Although know, I don't think she was supposed to read as a lesbian at all, though. No, exactly. No. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, she did everything. Meant, 
she's meant to stand in for the best friend, the organizer, the activist, mm. the, you know, like all of that. Mm. So she's carrying like quite a heavy load whilst being given very little characterization. Mm. Yeah. 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 She's just the sweet person who lives for others. I mean, nobody's like that. No, really. yeah. quite. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, so, so that has been taken as, you know, one of the larger problems uh, with uh, uh, the film, even though the actress, who is she, by the way? Oh, uh, let's Gil look her up. Uh, is it Livia West? That sounds like it could be right. Let's look up. I, are you still there? Yeah, is it Jill Baxter, the role of the character? Oh, let's look at that. It, yes, it is. That's right. Oh, have you got it there? Yeah. 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 So it's Lydia West. Okay. Yeah. And I think I thought she was lovely. I thought she was, you know, she was very warm. Uh, she exuded warmth and kindness. Right. Yeah. Um, though, though, I must say, nobody except the mother, yeah, Keely Hoss, who you were talking about before, Yes. is is to me good in the film yeah they're they all seem amateurish in some way yes i did think that uh, uh, especially um oh so uh, is it ollie alexander who who richie yes. toby although i was because th i kept thinking that i was like it's sort of it's annoying me how he, he it does i don't know if it's the first thing it's he's done and it seems like the first thing he's done and i, I didn't quite like the way he did it i did think oh it looks like he doesn't know how to how to act it just looks like he's being himself almost but then actually i think in the end that's what i liked about it that they, it was newcomers and they just they seemed to be a bit more young in themselves and it, it you know i don't know something about that did work especially on the second time round when i was more used to it i yeah. I, I thought there was something amateurish and slightly preachy-ish about the performance and the characterizations i mean so for example the welsh kid Right, like Colin. Yes, you know what he's trying, what what the show is trying to do. Yeah, but you know, kind of, it just it it just felt. Oh, I suppose. What so the point is, you know, the it it could go. It's not just it's slutty people. Slutty people, <laughs> like it well, can get yeah. anybody. Kind of, yeah. I know. Yeah, I he's the same to him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point of the character, but. The way that it's played, it's like so artificial and flat. And I thought, you know, mm. uh, and that is true of, of almost all of the performances. I felt that even uh, with um, uh, Roscoe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of uh, there was something about the line readings, but also about, I don't know, there, there seemed to be a lack of complexity of liveness yeah of, yes you, yes you you always felt that you were there with performers performing and actually you know not at their fullest <laughs> yes it, it was slightly <laughs> well, but i suppose it was like slightly brechtian in that way it's it's it takes <laughs> you out of it yeah. and you're you're like okay and then <laughs> so what's the message here uh yes that's a very generous and lovely word <laughs> <laughs> yes perhaps not on purpose but yeah there was just something about it yeah i don't know that just i don't I, I maybe it's just because like anything gay i'm like i will automatically watch it and love it but i will no. forgive anything just to get some gay content uh yeah so well, starved <laughs> yes I, I suppose yeah i i kind of i don't quite feel that way mm. actually because i do remember a time where you were literally starved where there mm. was nothing right like you know, where you went to repertory houses to a Pasolini film, mm. you know, for a glimpse of a sensibility or something. Yeah, the, yes, you know, yes. Of, uh, everything had to be chased and 
underground and difficult. Mm. Actually, I remember I always tell the story because, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Caravaggio, mm. Derek Jarman's Caravaggio was the first film I saw in the cinema with soft seats. Right? <laughs> Every, yeah, all the other gay stuff you'd seen, you know, like was in uh, uh, community centers or yeah. avant-garde cinemas with fold-out chairs. Oh, right? gosh, yeah. So everything, everything else had a hard seat. It's almost like you felt you were doing penance for your gay <laughs> viewing, right? Like, uh, whereas, like, uh, Desert Heart and Caravaggio yeah. are my first memory of going to, a, a no, you know, an ordinary cinema yeah. with normal you know, soft. In the mainstream. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they got a proper release. Yeah. Right. So, Good. so, so to me, it feels like now there is so much representation. Yeah. Kind of, I mm. think, mm. you know, gay, gay people seem everywhere on screen. I mean, I was watching 10%. Uh, uh, have you seen it? No, no. Oh, you must see oh, it. Oh, okay. What's this? Actually. I'm so out of touch. That is my, rec my, my okay. recommendation for you both. Yes. You know, uh, uh, because she will love it as well. It's 10%. about, it's a, it's a French show, but it's a, it's a comedy. It's a half hour comedy about a, 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 a talent agency in Paris. Okay. Who represents Isabelle Huppert and, and Adjani and Jean Renault and, Great. And it's got the most fabulous lesbian character. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, I'm in. Really, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. She's completely beautiful yeah. and a go-getter and, you know, just yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So, so, so I feel like, you know, so, so I do think that AIDS and AIDS in the 80s as a subject matter has not been covered very much. Mm. But, you know... There is now like so much representation everywhere of all kinds, right? Like you know, mm. uh, uh, that I think for me, you know, kind of uh, a program being gay or a film being gay or whatever is not sufficient to get me off. Yes. The chair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's let's move on to the show, really, because yes. I thought, um, I mean, you know. I was very moved, right? And mm. I felt slightly manipulated. So I don't know if you noticed, but like every sh every episode ended with tears. Right? Yes, let's think. So the first one, oh yes, it was Henry, really, wasn't it? The first one. Yes. Although I really liked that ending. I mean, it's, it was a bit hammered home, wasn't it? But well, I don't well, know, something I, I still liked it. Yeah. I, I like, I've, I did like it, mm. but um, but there were many things that I didn't like, right? Like uh, that just kind of rang false with me. So, for example, mm. you know that montage of the sex, right? Yes. I kind of I I thought it was very poorly done, right? Um, I think it was very poorly narrated, you know, because I mean one of the things about that period is you have no idea how difficult it was to find things, right? To know where things were, right? Okay. You know, yes, I mean, just, you know, I mean, I remember like, you know, and I grew up in a big city, mind you, it wasn't London, but you know, Montreal is a big city. And, you know, from the moment I knew there were other gay people, the thing, my question was, where do they go? Where, where are they? <laughs> yes. yes. And actually, it wasn't like now where this, you know, you can go online and find out. I mean, and... It wasn't even like 20 years ago where you had listings magazines. I mean, this was all before listings magazines and so on. So where do you find out where where to go? That in itself was 
you know, a dilemma, really, like, yeah, that something you had to work to, to find it. So it made it, it look project. too easy. Is that what you're saying? I think it made it yeah. look too easy. I think also all the awkwardness, right? So, so the whole thing about uh, the character of, of, uh, of uh, Richie mm. is that, you know, the message of the film is he's killed by shame. Right. Yes, which comes uh, at the end, yes. So, you know, where is his shame at the beginning? I mean, presumably there has to be a process that you undergo, you know, yeah, and also, you know, kind of questions of desire overruling shame, or, you know, there's all these themes and issues and so on that the film, you know, he goes from coming to the Isle of Wight and fucking a hundred men in, what, five minutes? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. I mean, he didn't really yeah, seem a lot of, uh, there wasn't a lot of shame on display there, was there? Even at the beginning, no. he seemed to really enjoy it. In fact, that seemed more the message, that he wasn't ashamed, that, you know, he had he had his magazines at home, he knew what he liked, he was getting out yeah. of the Isle of Wight on purpose because he was going to find his people in London. Yes, yeah. and even that, I mean, so I don't know how England is, but, you know, um, I mean, in Canada, there were gay porn magazines in the newsstands you know, in 1981. That was my first clue that there were other gay people. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was, and then the question was, where are, where are they? Yes. <laughs> Who is buying this? Yeah. Uh, but actually, it felt a bit odd to me that he did have all of those uh, gay magazines at home in the Isle of Wight. Yes. Right? Uh, of course, I suppose once you get to drama school, finding out where the gay clubs are would not be too hard. <laughs> right? Yes. Like, <laughs> and he did have that moment, didn't he, when Jill said, are you gay? And he said, no, no, no. And then he was like, oh, I'm bisexual. That was a bit odd because it seemed... It did seem from the get-go that he knew who he was and he had the condoms, didn't he? And he threw them away. Yeah. Um, yes. I suppose he just didn't want to admit it to, hey, he wasn't used to admitting it out loud, I suppose. Well, the condom has a different significance, I think. Uh, mm. And the bisexuality has different connotations because, you know, uh, at that time, you know, bisexuality was often what gay people said when they were on the verge of coming out but weren't quite coming out because, you know, David Bowie was bisexual. Elton John was. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, and actually, I think in that time, bisexuality was something, you know, that was contested in the face of evidence, right? Like, yeah, the kind of, you know, people didn't believe they were bisexual. They were just closety gays in the process of coming out or something, right? Yes, yes. Uh, so, so I think that has different connotations. I think the condom thing, you know, it was because in that period, condoms were for straight people. That's exactly, yeah, I thought that was... That was exactly yeah. the point, wasn't it? That his dad said, yeah. don't get a girl pregnant, here's a condom. And he obviously, th the point was, oh, I don't need these because I'm going to be having sex with men. Exactly. And that, it's that, it was the, you know, and that's the whole thing. It's the culture, you know, and this, this is one of the reasons. Well, and this, yeah, these are the reasons they had to raise education levels, isn't it? That, no, 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 yeah. safe sex is for everybody. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that was something that was, you know, obviously learned. I mean, I, I think one of the things that I did like about the film was the whole process of learning, of not knowing, of blaming, mm. right? Like, you know, I remember all of that. People saying, oh, it's only Haitians who get it, or, you know, so, yeah, so that, that, that reference to London, right? Kind of, oh, you're from London. Yes, don't touch me, I think, yes. Yeah, that, I, I, that kind of all resonated. Mm. And I think it's one of the strengths of the film, actually, because, you know, I think the film is really trying to condense a whole bunch of complex kind of themes and issues and events and... You know, so so I think um, I think all of that aspect of of the series. I keep saying the film; it's a series. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, mm. yeah. Very long I, film. I, 
yeah, I liked it very much. But I think my problem is with the execution of it. Mm. Yeah, that kind of, you know, um, I think it's quite sad for, you know, a series of five hours to not have a moment of visual beauty. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, it's very poorly. They, they go on the filmed. ferry. What more do you want? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that was pathetic, really. It's almost as if the landscape, you know, were enough, as if you didn't have to design the shots. You know? Yeah. Uh, so um, I thought that was terrible. I thought um, sometimes it felt a little bit too PC. Yeah. In, in a way that's not human, right? Like, you know, people are complex and they're contradictory and you know, and often they could be very kind, but not nice as well, right? Like, you don't get any of that in this, right? Like, you know, it's every, 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 everything is relaying to representation, right? So, you know, the character of Roscoe, yeah, whose father is like a preacher, mm. you know, whose sister gets pregnant, like, you think, okay, well, you're covering all these bases, right? Like, yeah, it's like everybody gets, you know, a representation here, yeah, right? Um, but also kind of in ways and with an ease that feels kind of untrue to me, right? Like, uh, uh, so for example, you know, one of the things that we now take for granted, right, is, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, having a, a, or a, a kind of a, a mingling of, uh, 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 you know, transgender people in the mix, right? Mm. You know, but well, actually, that would not have been the case in 1985 at all. Okay. Right? Like, you know, I mean, people who were too terrified to be gay would have, you know, kept kind of, you know, drag queens and transgender people and so on at kind of arm's length, really. Oh, like, interesting. Yes, I suppose, because yeah. if you're trying to live on the DL, it's, uh, yeah, you wouldn't want it to be seen. It gives you a way to be yeah. seen, you know, uh, so uh, now, of course, lots of gay men were uh, friends with, uh, you know, transgender people and so on. But to to have just made it so easy that like all of these people from different races and, you know, genders and, you know, and so on, all living together in harmony in a flat without s struggling through some issues. Right. Yeah, yes. Without, talking about them yes I, mean, I did think that it does yeah the fact I thought I mean I liked the fact now I thought it's great that it's a racially diverse cast but yes I suppose in some ways it's it, it yeah again it sort of just conveniently forgets to talk about those issues it's like we're just they, that's not what we're focusing on so we're just going to give you this ideal representation and yes. accept it but yes it it sort of covers well, uh, papers over the cracks I suppose Yes, and I think that that's kind of what I meant, that it was almost like too PC and a little mm. bit smug about it. Because, mm. you know, so on the one hand, there's the utopian thing of having all of these people living together in harmony. On the other hand, it erases history. It erases the question of racism. Mm. It erases the question of discrimination against transgender people. It erases divisions within queer cultures, right? And actually that, you know those were all struggles to be overcome. They didn't overcome themselves, right? So to just yes. leap onto the harmony without dealing historically with difference and yes. struggle. I suppose I then thought, it makes it all the more of a, oh, what a tragedy, all these lovely people 
Yeah. Yes. You're right. Going through this horrible thing, it makes it. Yeah, but I suppose then you're not looking at the the difficult um the difficult questions like you say of, um yeah the racism and prejudice within the gay community. It wasn't just like oh everybody else has rejected us, so we accept all comers. Uh, Definitely didn't work like that at all. I'm sure. I thought the film had a tendency to do that, though. To be fair to it, it's actually also more complex or complete than I give it credit for sometimes. So, for example, one of my criticisms of it throughout was, um, you know, everybody's dying at home or everybody's dying surrounded by friends. What about all those people who were lonely in the hospital who were shunned by everyone? Because, you know, Mm. that was so much also my experience. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, that's why, you know, people like us, like me and my friends and we joined groups and you know there was a period in Vancouver where I went to a funeral almost every week. Oh gosh. Right? And it was because, you know, kind of, you know, the part of the gay organizing around it was to do visits and to provide food and you know, to do all of these things that that actually you their friends, their lovers, their families were not doing, right? So a lot of people ended up kind of, you know, alone oh right uh, okay oh yes so, so yes so the community was stepping in where friends and family should have been exactly mm. and even lovers that's another thing oh, that gosh. i thought you know a lot of men like their you know their boyfriends dropped them as soon as they became positive like they don't want right. to deal with the you know with, with the, i mean mm. you know it's understandable right like you know you fall in love with someone and then you know a year later you're expected to spend the next five years or whatever like Yes. Sheets. And, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's not that it's not understandable, but it's very sad and unfortunate, and maybe not the best behavior. But then, not happened. to be represented. It didn't even. You never saw that. You never yeah. saw that, mm. right? Um, so, so I felt that's well, why. Although Richie, you sort of saw that Richie and Donald, didn't you? Yes, a little bit, but it was never explored. We never went back to Donald yeah, to so see I him on th- his own. Yeah, I thought that was slightly different because, you know, they were just beginning our relationship. Yes, true. Right, and um, you know, then uh, 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 Richie saw those lesions and decided that's it for me. I'm out. Mm. Yeah, without explaining it to the other person. So, um, and and you know. But that's different than saying, you know, you've been lovers with someone for three years and then you run away as soon as... Yes. And that, that would have been interesting to see explored just... Yeah, to see explored the human side of it, the fear that was there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe mm. maybe I'm being too um, harsh because, you know, I think, you know, there's always this issue of the burden of representation, right? That yes. There's so little representation... You have to show everything. You have to show everything. Mm. And maybe that's not fair. But I think the film asks for it. Yeah, the show asks for it. It is trying to do everything. It's trying to do a broad, this is what it was like, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, and that would actually be a really interesting film to watch. Yeah, I suppose if somebody, you know, I'd watch that film if a couple that had been together. I think that happened. would be a film in itself. That's, that's what I was thinking. That would be because yeah. you'd want to really explore that, wouldn't you? Of the, you know, to sort of to get both sides of it. Like, isn't it awful what they're doing? But isn't it completely understandable what they're doing? Yes. That would be a really interesting character study. Yeah. Yes. Maybe too um, much for a Channel Four drama where they just, where they want everything to look idyllic until it wasn't. I don't know. Mm. I mean, you know, because in a way, for me, what this asks to be compared to 
is like small acts, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Steve McQueen thing, which was like phenomenal, like in each episode, right? And it, it also covered a community and. Did you see small? No, I haven't. I know. I need to look this oh, up. I'm, my list is growing. I'm very behind, great. Jose. I literally just finished watching West Wing, so, which tells you whereabouts with my TV watching I am. Uh, well, it brought that to mind. I'll and, add it to my uh, list, yeah. And McQueen kind of brought a whole bunch of complexity and historical complexity and complexity of character. Okay. And visual nows, and, you know, it was just beautiful. Was you know this is nowhere in that league, right? Like yes, uh, I th I felt like this was more of a it was like a primer. I think what you were, I think you were really onto something when you were talking about young people on Twitter, that it yes. felt like the, what was important about this, significant about this, it, it would is like an introduction. I think because yes. it sort of speaks to the twenty year olds. Like okay, watch this. It's got that kind of sex education feel where it's irreverent. It's it is representing sex not explicitly by any means but for for channel four gay sex fairly explicitly it's kind of being honest it's being real it's it's comedic that it's sort of i suppose sort of meeting people where they are like okay you're gonna watch like slightly trashy channel four dramas here's a slightly trashy channel four drama to kind of just get you engaged and then i suppose to hopefully go and and look up more about the history and then you know maybe slightly better art <laughs> about yes. looking into these issues but yes yeah I mean, I'm I'm grateful for it to be honest, because mm. you know, because of that, right? Like, I mean, here is a whole generation of young queers, as they call themselves, mm. you know, all of a sudden engaging with this history, mm. you know, and with this experience and being surprised by it, right? And yeah. being moved by it, mm. you know, and it's something that they might have known, you know, on an intellectual level as a one sentence. This AIDS happened in the '80s, but actually, to see dramatize some of the issues. You know that it brought up um, is 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 something that I'm fi I'm finding the response mm. you know, to it moving. Um, I do I I do wish it had it was better. Yes. Know? Like um, I okay. mean, you were saying about the mother. Yeah? Yes. And I want to talk a, a little bit about her because um, I, I, I it made me very upset. Yes. That, Yes. Uh, um, the, her performance, as in, in the text you were upset, or no, the way her, it was her written? Performance is, her performance is brilliant. Mm. But the way that her character is conceptualized and written right. is so um, kind of, I, th I thought, untrue and unkind, right? Because, and this is, I think, a, a problem with the show, because, you know, the show is so... Um, AIDS is so central to the show mm. that the learning how to be gay aspect is kind of uh, 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 elided a little bit, mm. right? Like, um, you know, whereas actually they go together, right? Like kind of, you know, it's these kids learning how to be gay in a new context that they don't yet understand because it, 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 ha it hasn't yet been charted or, you know, tested or, you know, kind of. I mean, I remember that period where you were hearing the rumors of something that people in New York were dying, but you didn't know why, and you didn't know why, you didn't know how it was transmitted. Right? Yeah. Like, all of those things were like, like we didn't know. So yes. then how can you expect the mother to know, right? Like, you know, so I think in a way that, you know, kind of the mother, who to me was being very kind, after all, they were there for their child. They brought him home, 
you know, many families wanted nothing to do with them. I, I'm a member of this AIDS page on Instagram. Mm. And actually, that is often a story, like kind of, you know, these, these you know, families being so afraid of contagion, so ashamed of their children, you know, and so like not wanting people to know, you know, that they let them die on their own, right? So Gosh, kind of, yeah. You know, That's so, true, because so, she was very much villainized for doing that, yes, for taking him yes. away from his friends. Yeah, but I think that rang a bit false, to, and, and the whole speech that Jill gives, like, it's your fault, he died of shame, and they're all dying because of you. Yes, <laughs> I thought, I mean, that didn't seem to be the argument that the text had made up to that. No. Um, and it was awful and nasty, I mean, yeah. and unkind, and actually it betrays the character of Lydia completely, you know, because she's such a kind and good person, and to leave this poor woman who has been trying her best, uh, yeah, whatever her problems were. And of course, you know, when you're coming onto something new that you don't understand, of course you're going to make mistakes and mm. get things wrong and, you know, and have outbursts about the wrong thing. Well, but, yes, because I found that very moving, all the outbursts. I thought her de complete denial and yes. then going into anger uh, and trying to... Um, yeah, blame. just yeah, blaming people, you know, trying to take control, just really trying to control this situation over which she had no control. Um, yes. I thought was was very fair to her. It was very human, and and so it was. Yeah, when Jill gave that that speech about it's your fault, I did kind of think, oh, uh, uh, that doesn't. <laughs> I was sort of, you know, I felt that they would they did a good job of portraying. You know, this is a a, a mother a, a, who's having a very human reaction to something. She's she's terrified. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's okay. Yes, she's cut the friends out, but she's doing the best that she can. She didn't seem to be being villainized by the text. So that speech did seem a bit tacked on. Well, but I think it's so brutal. You know, mm. because, you know so first you're blaming the mother for everything. Mm. And in a way, All of you AIDS. Know, yeah. And, you know, for her child murdering, you know, mm. and actually even the phrasing of that it kind of you know i guess my goat mm. um but then you're leaving her traumatized for the rest of her life yeah right i mean imagine this poor woman now bearing the guilt not only of her son's death but of the death of thousands of other gay men like him yes i mean that's awful yeah right i mean that is just just unacceptable it's awful and you do get the feeling that's supposed to be the thesis of the text like and it was your fault the end bye <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, you know, I mean, yeah, he's got mommy issues. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite possibly so. <laughs> yeah. Because I think that was just brutal mm. uh, and unkind and, and not understanding. I mean, mm. I think the idea that um, heterosexuals in general, you know, uh, avoided the burden of all of this. I mean... It's true that we now we have to just see what's being done in this pandemic to yes. look back in horror at the nothing that was done. Yeah. In yeah. Those days. Yeah. Or, or how little it took to do the little bits that were done. And that was the right. tragedy of it, wasn't it? That it was like, well, yeah. it's just the gays, so we don't care. So that's right. Uh, you know. Why would we bother? Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So but to lay the whole burden on this mother, I mm. mean, I thought, you know, kind of. I thought that was terrible, mm. um, uh, kind of unforgivable. I mean, really, it was. It 
to me it ended the film on such an awful note really because yeah. you know kind of um and and it it to to blame so you know one of the things about kind of you know gay activism of that period was like you know this kind of um conscious attempt if you became positive to not seek who did it right okay not, yeah mm. to not blame kind of you know an individual right uh um because you know it wasn't necessarily the fault of the individual it was the fault of the culture right yes. like, you know of not being educated enough of not yes. kind of knowing what's happened of having to live your life in secrecy so you know kind of that has repercussions for everyone so the mm. culture is to blame right the homo homophobia is to blame yes not the mother right? yes like, you know. <laughs> i suppose that was it that was the point they were saying oh it's yes but it all came onto her shoulders didn't it yeah but, yeah. yeah she didn't so, invent heteronormativity homophobia yeah and AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, well, like, quite. And this is it. To say, and to be angry with the virus as well. It's uh, a yeah, yeah. The COVID nineteen parallels are um, remarkable. Um, yeah. Yes. This is it. And and you now I think, but you see it now. People getting angry and they want, they want someone to be you know to, to blame and you know the government response. And of course, yes, it all feeds in. But ultimately, it it's a virus. A, a virus is is going to spread. It's just. But it, it's That's more than life. that. It's a virus and um, people have a responsibility mm. uh, in relation to it. You mm. know, uh, kind of, you know, there are ways to behave that yes. uh, enhance the security of all. And there are ways of behaving that endanger the security of all. Mm. Right. Those are parallels with some of the discussions that were happening then. Mm. And that I think would have been very profitably uh, uh, re uh hearsed or you know re-said uh, uh reactivated uh in relation to the mother yeah yeah uh, and you could have yeah. done something nice with the mother you could have given her a raising consciousness like the welsh mother you know yes yeah you do, without having to blame her yeah i mean you could have had her take responsibility for behaving better and you know for kind of helping others without putting the whole blame of the world onto her yes she could have been the one going to visit the person yes. on his own at the end. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there were things that, you know, mm. could have been done. So, so on the one hand, I do feel like I, I may have been criticizing too much because I was moved throughout. And, yes. you know, even these, these endings, which I, I, I find fault with because I think the, the series would have been better if at least some of the endings would have been joyous. Right? Yes. You know, so, so because, I think uh, um, the writer, on the one hand, is insisting on how much fun being gay was, mm. right? Yeah, and that you see that at the beginning, you see that at the end. It was so much fun. Mm. I mean, it's you know, it, discovering that was a joyous experience, and you know, there's yeah. so many great things about being gay. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but then, you know, he ends. I think every episode. It's certainly what I remember on a death. Let's see, yeah. yeah. So Henry dies at the end of the first one. Uh, Gregory dies at the end of the second one. Uh, where's episode three? 
Colin dies at the end of the third one, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that's what was that episode three? Episode four. At the end of the fourth one um, is where Richie says he tells everyone, but he says, "I've got some news for you. I'm, I'm I wanted you all to be the first to know I'm going to live." Um, so that's a, a slight triumph, except for not really, because he's telling him, yes, he does have AIDS. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, he dies at the end of the last one. The yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... Yes. You know. Uh, so, I kind of... It's always being undercut. The fun is always being... That's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it was the 80s, and there was AIDS, and so on. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of... Um, I don't want to make too much of it, except I think another another show ending with a line like "I'm going to live" or mm. you know, or at a disco or yeah, I, I, it just seemed like almost lazy, yeah, to 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 end all of them, yeah, so many of them on deaths actually. But mm. maybe that was you know maybe that was the plan. Maybe that's a structural element, you know, that brings in the surprise of the fourth episode. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah. it's the disaster, isn't it? And it's, but it's always the same disaster because that's it's it's the era of AIDS. So the disaster yeah. that is happening is, yeah, it, somebody died. I did, I did like. Well, I thought I noticed the way the end of the first episode, the way that Henry's death was intercut with all of them. They were all at interviews, weren't they? Richie mm. was with the agent. Roscoe was at the at the bar. Um, Colin was having his like year review at the at the Taylors. Um, and how they were saying, you know, where you, where do you see yourself in five years? Where you see yourself in ten years? And it was that feeling of all these plans. They, you know, everybody had that, mm. you know, the potential that was there and what got cut short. And that's intercut with Henry's death, and they're scrubbing the bed. And it's it's this idea of, I suppose, you know, we were all in the middle of things. There yes. were plans that we were all just living our lives, and this yeah. there was this thing coming for us. And at that point, they didn't even know, or they were trying not to pay attention yeah. to it because they were having too much fun, kind of thing. It's that feeling of. The beginnings, oh, short, yeah, yeah, a bit, and the beginnings of it, yeah, 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 uh, not subtle, <laughs> but no, yeah, no, but I, I do think, I'll, I mean, and again, I don't know if I'm just too close to it, or too vulnerable mm. to it, or whatever, but you know, I mean, I think I, I was like, uh, you know, not quite in tears, but welled up, kind of, you know, through so many aspects of the film, they really resonated with me. I mean, yeah. you know, and a, a lot of things that you live through, like you know, lovers not being recognized by families at funerals and, yes, you know, financial things where they just come and take everything. And, of course, you have no legal rights. And Yeah, you know, they took the, the dog. Yeah. Yeah, they took the dog. You know, um, I mean, those are all, I mean, in a way, it's quite amazing what he has managed to get into this, you know, five episodes. You yeah. Know. But it also feels to me like slightly... You know, yes, I think that was the whole. Th the ho that's kind of was the whole thing, wasn't it? Is is Channel Four? <laughs> is well, it? it is that feeling of like, yeah, it's slightly like. I have, I have higher expectations. You know why? Well, I, <laughs> you know, I think was it Channel Four or was it? No, maybe it was the BBC that did Small Act. Okay. But anyway, you know, I think that's not an excuse. I mean, it it's like Hollyoaks kind of, style, kind of. Yeah, it yeah. felt. So so on the one hand, it felt. Uh, worthy, yes, it's trying to do something good, it's it's bringing in all of these, you know, so much into it. Mm. Um, but it, the way that it's making you cry 
it's it's cheap. Yes, yeah. I see. Yes, it's um, yeah, heavy, definitely heavy-handed. In well, in you know, my theory ways. is it's very easy to make people cry, right? Like, yeah. You know, you show a child, you show a bus coming, you show the mother <laughs> yeah. far away, right? You, you can yeah. get a, a an audience crying in a minute. And actually, this is all about kind of young men who you've grown to like and who you see yeah. their beauty and their enthusiasm. And, and of course, you kill them. And yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, it's, it's not difficult to get an audience to cry. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, but what what are other things that art is supposed to do? I mean, you know, it's it's meant to make you feel. It's meant to make you understand. It's, you know, it's kind, yeah. you know, kind of there's so many. There's not really like uh, but again maybe i'm the wrong generation and this is why it's so interesting i never felt there was a moment of insight you know that said oh i understand this woman or you know yes. i understand this disease or yeah i understand this period right like yeah. there was never you know those moments where you go where you emotionally get it yeah in fact um, this maybe ties into this slightly but i was having a conversation about mr hart you know the boss of the tailors uh you know the kind yes. of creepy older guy and how he's you know trying to obviously he has a history of this that um neil patrick harris obviously realizes this is i can see exactly what he's doing here this is the reason he's asked colin to stay behind so he kind of goes back to rescue him and you know when he, he's this threat and it's like oh he's this creepy older guy but i was chatting to my wife about it and um actually because I, I was saying but actually that itself there's a tragedy there about this man who you know is married he clearly does have gay desire uh, and he's directing it all to young boys. And, and so I suppose that would have been interesting, you know, because it's just like, uh, he's kind of a bit of a, a cheap joker. Yeah. And then he gets arrested, doesn't he, for being in the public toilets with the young lad, which yeah. is a nice comeuppance. But I thought there, therein is a tragedy there that obviously this man has had to closet his desire it's and it's cheap. coming out predat in a predatory way. Yeah, it's cheap and facile. Mm. You know, it's like a, it's like a seaside postcard mm. view of that situation right yeah i mean for me that was all wrong because it also felt like uh relations of another era right like yeah. you can imagine that in the 50s rather than the 80s yeah mm. yeah um uh but also like and, and it also reminded me of that bit of my own private idaho with the dutch boy with river phoenix as the dutch boy right yes like, <laughs> prostitute yeah uh, yeah it felt cheap and, and, you know, I think you really hit the nail on the head, you know, like it gave you no understanding into this middle aged man. In fact, it mm. blamed him. Yeah. And, you know, if, if homophobia is the problem, he's as much a victim of it as anybody else. That's right? exactly what I thought. So and I suppose that and therein lies the cheapness where you think actually you could have given that a little bit more attention of like rather than just having be the butt of a joke, really. Yeah. That. Um, what's going on with this man that he has to be like this? He's ended yes. up like this. Yes. Mm. Um, which episode did you like best? Ooh. Good question. So, having a look now through my notes. Do you know what? Actually, maybe maybe the third episode because I really like I really loved Colin. So wow. I liked. Uh, although obviously that was horribly sad, um, where you, you know, where you find out what's going on with him and seeing him deteriorate, but I loved his mum and <laughs> I, yeah. I just you know, I liked just being able to spend more time with him. I suppose oh. he seemed like a real sweetie pie. Yes, he mm. did. Though you know he's the Welsh one, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, 
yeah, I thought uh, uh, the the performer was uh, wasn't convincing to me. Mm. Uh, but uh, but I like the character very much actually, and I love the relationship with the mom. Mm. Um, mm. So yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think it's 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 so poorly acted. Uh, the thing about <laughs> Ollie Alexander yeah. is, you know, and this will sound horrible, but I thought he's not cute enough to be talking about himself in that way, right? Like, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, um, and, you know, and this is a kind of a question for you because in my own head, I was thinking, my God, this role would have been so perfect, you know, for a young Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, the kind mm. of, the Leonardo DiCaprio of this, this boy's life. And yeah, because the other thing is the actor is almost like 10 years too old or yeah, like, you know, he's meant to start at 20, the actor's 30 years old. Oh, he is 30. Yeah. I'm terrible at telling how old anybody is. <laughs> well, I think I looked him up because I, I, I was wondering about him. Mm. Um, you know, so, and he was born in 1990. Okay. Uh, so. He does um, have a baby face, though. He does have a baby face. Mm. Um, he's certainly got baby attitudes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like, I just kind of thought the performance was, was, was off because he couldn't carry it out, really. You know, so, so, but I suppose it's, I mean, so the looks thing is just, you know, he is meant to be like, yeah, he says, you know, anyway, about himself, you know, about constantly going on about how cute he is and so on. Yeah. Well, you know, to me, he's like, you know, he's not that cute. Um, <laughs> he's not quite and, as cute as all that. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I think, you know, so, so then you, you come across the casting, really. I mean, why? You know, why him? Yeah, kind of, you know, if you're casting within a 20-year range, right? If you're mm. looking for someone, you know, who's between 20 and 30, a 30-year-old who could play younger, a 20-year-old who could play older, mm. right? Then kind of, you know, what made, why choose him? Because, you know, he doesn't have the chops to do it, really, I don't think. Yeah. I, I wonder if it was the years and years thing, because he is a performer, isn't he, apparently, in a band of which I've never heard. Um, I wonder if it was something like that, I kind of star power will is this something that will get the project greenlit because oh we've got alexander not that i've ever heard of him before yes. i wonder although he does seem to have a real look he he looks like so many young gay men i have known he does yes. he does he does very much look like a lot of people i know well he is gay yes so, and the, they and all this... are i think all the gay men yeah so you know and i um I have my theories about this. So, for example, when, um, oh, God, uh, 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 my brain is going, what's the American actor with? Neil Patrick Harris. When Neil Patrick Harris appeared, yes. I thought, what the fuck is he doing here? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. They couldn't find a, a, a gay actor in all of the British Isles, you know, yes. to play this part. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, because I do have an issue. And actually, you know, you're a performer and Sam is, so mm. you must have views on this. But I, I am really against... Um, well, you know, I don't want to have set and fast rules about mm. it. But for example, it constantly annoys me when British actors are cast in American parts, right? Particularly mm. black actors. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, just because, you know, part of an actor's job is to bring to life a character, right? And you think, well, you know, what does someone kind of raise in East Croydon? What's he going to teach us about, you know, what it's like to be black in Charlottesville or something, right? Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, there's a whole realm of experience, of social relations, of family yeah. relations, of everything 
of healthcare, of yes. you know, the prison threat. You know, that's completely different, right? Yeah. And some things, some things can be imagined mm. or can be learned about, but actually some things can't. Yeah, mm. like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, they're in the air and you, know, and, and you trust an actor's antenna to pick them up and bring them to life, right? Yeah. But, you know, I, I do think it's a real loss when it happens that there's, you know, little tiny things, surprises that, you know, someone can bring, right? That you just don't um, know what's not being, you don't know what's right. lost. Yeah. You know, so, so my first thought of seeing, you know, Patrick Harris is why? Right? Like, you know. I think that was money, to be honest. I think having read some stuff, I think they were talking about the fact that, uh, yeah, um, so Russell T. Davis was saying, people think that because you've had something successful that you can get anything you want made. He said, but actually, no, it is really difficult to convince people to part with their money. So to have somebody like Neil Patrick Harris and Stephen Fry to have those names attached helped him get the finance. So I'm sure that that was it. And I suppose to find an, an out gay actor who is known is not super easy but yeah i know what you mean because his accent you think you're like okay we're just again it's brechtian again you're going okay so we're all just going to accept that this is a british accent (laughs) even though it's not actually convincing you can imagine what an actor what a british actor could have done with this Mm. you know the pretentiousness of the accent but giving a hint that he's actually from slough yes (laughs) yes 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 yeah like you know there's all these little nuances of a character Mm. like that who works in Mm. a posh shop you know, but who's not posh himself, who's, yeah, yeah. Who's, whose boyfriend is uh, 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 um, a flight attendant, mm. yeah, Portuguese flight. You know, that brings up a whole world that actually Neil Patrick Harris doesn't express. Yes. Yeah. And I suppose this is the tragedy of, of the homophobia that still does exist, I'm sure, in the industry, that we don't have 10 gay British out stars that we could go to and be like, oh, any one of these would be good. It's the, you see, th- yeah. this is where the gay thing, and this is what I wanted to ask you, so sorry mm, for interrupting, mm. because I actually thought that it might have been better to cast a British straight actor in that part yeah, if, mm. than, than um, you know, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah? That, you yeah. know, I, I mean, um, a, a British actor who's friends or familiar with, you know, gay people would have brought so many more nuances than an American gay actor to something like that. I mean, Maybe, yeah. yeah. And do you have any yeah. thoughts on castings? On it's it's difficult to extricate the art from the politics. I think. Um, and I think it's more of a case maybe with with trans parts. Uh, although I'm there is way more of a death of parts for trans people than there are. It, well, mm. parts with trans characters than parts for gay characters. I mean, it's bad enough for the gays but um it it's so it, i'm sort of on the one hand i want to say anybody can play anybody but on the other hand i think well no it's not fair if you've yeah. shut a whole group of people out of an industry for years and years and years and years and then to suddenly and then to ex- exploit i suppose their lives for a story but still shut them out but yeah. still say, no, 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 we will have... They, but anybody can play anybody, so that we just happen to have cast straight people for all these gay roles. And I think that was the difference between Queer as Folk and It's a Sin in terms of that those characters were all played by straight people. And I think they've sort of swung ah. the other way now. But, but you see, I, w- yeah. I would argue that the straight characters did a better job. Oh, interesting. And I, I think because that's... I... 
I think Russell T. Davis has that on his brain that he's sort of got a guilt there, and he's uh. sort of saying, "Oh, I don't want anyone to sort of perform gay." Um, it's yes, it's so difficult because I feel like ideally, yes, you would literally just be getting the best actors for the role, but then the gay actors and the trans actors aren't being even given a chance to get the experience to get good. Um, that's true. That's yeah, true. and it doesn't I mean, particularly bother me in a sense uh, watching it. But, yeah, I suppose I mean, from a performer, you think, yes, please, at least let us play the gay roles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm being contradictory in a way, right? Because yeah. on the one oh, hand, I'm saying I'm sure it does matter who you cast, right? Mm. To me, it matters, you know, mm. that mm. Uh, um, British actors are cast in American films and mm. often you, they show the, you know, the problems with that. Mm. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm also saying, like, that, you know, cast the best people for the role. But also, you know, to save the best people, that requires unpacking, you know, mm. what is best, mm. right? So, you know, and I think in my own head is, you know, whoever can bring the most to the role. But that yeah. includes kind of, you know, cultural information, social information, yeah. you know, and, th and that kind of thing. Yes. So, you know, so, so, so I, I, I don't have a hard and fast rule. You know, but but you want somebody to to bring that character alive in complex and interesting ways. Right? Yes. And 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 by that criteria, the stars of It's a Sin have not succeeded, mm. even though they are gay. Right. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> well. That it did seem uh, so, yeah very sort of one dimensional in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So I'm kind of. Uh, I'm of two minds, you know, because. Watching it, I was thinking, you know, kind of, uh, um, you know, one of my lines about films, mm. as opposed to television, where it happens more, more often, but that films have given up on making audiences cry. And yet making audiences cry is one of the, you know, important jobs of culture, right? You know, because yeah, to we, move you know, people. To move people, right? Mm. Because what do we cry about? We cry over loss and injustice and, mm. you know, kind of life being unfair and, yeah, mm. uh, uh, tragedy, right? Like, you know, so, so I think it's very important that, that you know, uh, uh, films and plays and so on make us cry. I think, you know, one of the great achievements of uh, the inheritance on stage was to experience an audience in floods as one. Right? Oh, wow. An amazing experience mm. and so this this work this series succeeds I mean you know I was I, I was welled up you know kind of almost throughout right like you know yeah. <laughs> and yet you know here I am kind of you know picking it apart and saying this is a problem this is a problem, this is a problem. Yeah. and yet you know kind of so and then on the other hand I think well it's not too hard to make audiences cry cheaply Mm. Yeah, that you know again this thing with you know have a baby and you know yes <laughs> something terrible to it and or dogs right oh yeah dogs I mean babies <laughs> either way but oh my gosh don't hurt the dog yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 yeah so I'm having I suppose like a contradictory reaction and I I, su I suppose you know my only thing is I I think I wish it were better you know that's yeah. All. Yeah, no, I can absolutely see that. And I think especially for you, with it being much more personal and it, like you said, if you were 19 in, in 1981, that you're like, okay, well, if you're going to put my life on screen, 
at least make it good, <laughs> you yes. know, really good. Well, because yeah. there's also a kind of, I suppose, there's also a moral dimension to it. It's not mm. just, you know, if you're doing it, make it good. It's, um, it's a way of honoring all these people who died, right? Mm. And of honoring their lives and of kind of uh, um, articulating, giving credence and criticizing the horrific ways that they were treated, mm. right? Because it was horrific. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, imagine if your family rejects you, yeah, yeah. if you're ill in hospital, if you've got no income coming in and if you're mm. dying, right? Yes. And that was not just a personal experience. It was a generational experience. I, it was a whole community. Yeah. Interesting. You know? mm. uh, so I think for me, part of the desire for it to be good is that you want to honor that those people and that history. Yes. And, and actually to do it properly requires something a bit better than it's a sin. And I think it was, um, um, I think really clearly is trying to honor and memorialize, yes. you know, but I suppose it's just so doing it so obviously it's like you're being so spoon fed yeah. that you don't get to draw those own conclusions for yourself. And that's what makes it cheap, doesn't it? It's like sometimes to show something is horrific. It's more effective to, to show it and you decide than for someone yes. to come in and say, this is horrific. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And that's I... what it's as it never does. It never lets you decide for yourself. Yes. And I think also um, it's interesting because, you know, when I was saying it's almost like two PC, right? Mm. That it, it's ticking the dots of yes. things. You know, so for example, I mean, you know, uh, uh, who was the lover of Richie? Uh, Don Donald Bassett, the boyfriend who went, or Ash, who lives there? I think it must have been Ash who lived Ash. there and who stayed yeah. with him. Yes, the, the boyfriend at the end, yeah. Yeah, I mean... He's meant to be of South Asian in some way, isn't he? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's a whole movie in itself. I mean, what were his relations with his family? Where was his family? What yeah. did he overcome to be, you know, such a loving and kind person to uh, Ollie, uh, to Richie? Yes. Right? Like, yeah, there are things that you just feel like are too pat. And yeah. it's very strange because you do get that moment where Richie... This is like one of the reasons that the first date goes wrong, isn't it? Because Richie says, oh, it must be so hard for you with your parents. Yes. You know, but, and then are you Hindi? No, see, no, Buddhist, no, Hindi. Yeah, definitely yeah. Hindi. And it's kind of like, oh, look at this insensitive white person who assumes he knows him. But actually, we never, ever get to know him. Get to know him, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so therefore, it feels like box, box ticking. Mm. You have, you know, the South Asian, you know. Yeah. Uh, 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 child of, I suppose, immigrants. But actually, what his struggle is, what he's had to overcome to just be in that room with those yeah. other kids, yeah. is like, forget about it. You don't know, right? Yes. You and know. it's weirdly the way it does it, because it is this moment of, oh, look at the kind of casual racism or the awkward white person who assumes he, assumes he knows him. But yeah, the really odd, just to actually never explore that story at all. It's like, uh, what is it? It's um, I mean, they talk about this, don't they? Characters who are just... Uh, you know, so he's South Asian on the outside, but there's no specificity to him. Yes. Um, so it's yeah, odd, just odd. Yeah, I mean, so so I think a lot of the a lot of the shows are like that. So so on the one hand, you get moments of real recognition where I felt, oh my mm. god, you know, this I remember this. Or, mm. I remember, yeah. Um, there was a, a a thing where um, uh, I'm getting his name lost again. The Welsh guy goes to New York. Colin. Colin yes. And he buys those newspapers. You know, mm. and I remember the New York native, right? Kind of. Yeah. Um, uh, but what I remember is there was a whole period 
where the New York native would just in this front page have something like, you know, 1,000 people died today. What is the city oh, doing, gosh. right? You know, and you would have yeah. this thermometer, yeah, rising, mm. right? So, um, yeah, so anyway, I, you know, there, there were moments of real recognition that brought up all these memories. Yeah. And there were moments that you just thought, oh, come on, right? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it, you know, it is just box ticking. It's kind of trying to bring in as many elements as possible without mm -hmm. really kind of exploring the complexity. And, you know, I felt really particularly um, the, the thing with the mother, mm -hmm. you know, I thought was just highness. <laughs> like, uh, uh, it was like unforgivable, really. The, the rant at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Know, because also when you see her initially, right, like, you know, she's just like a normal mom, really, mm -hmm. right? And uh, uh, to lay all of this, all of the, you know, all of the tragedies of the last 10 years on her yeah, was just yeah. awful. <laughs> but I felt like it's weird, like the, her performance in a way, I felt undercut that as well. I thought because Keely Hawes was so wonderful in that role and because um, she did seem perfectly human and relatable. And I thought it was particularly effective when, you know, when she says to Jill, he died yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He asked to see you. He died yesterday. And then, after all that music and this, the soundtrack has been so busy and all the sound cuts out, except you get her sitting on the bed, obviously discovering Richie, and you just get her sort of sobbing but holding it in. And I thought that performance was, was so effective. It sort of undercut all that bile that was then directed at her. Well, but I sort of didn't believe the text. I didn't take that oh, leap yeah, with yeah, the yeah, text okay, of yeah. saying, like, yeah, it is your fault. I, I, I get you. I get you know you. what I mean? It was the yeah. one thing... Uh, undercut the other she was wonderful mm. um but you know i think the text was horrible and mm. also unbelievable like you know what kind of of person uh you know would have friends going to the fucking isle of wight mm. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> of all and, places and and have a dying son say i want to see them and mm. then like not bring them i mean that was just completely yes. unbelievable yes you know, so so what they got was a cheap, tragic ending. I, you know, the, yeah, the, so the friends didn't get to see him. Yeah. But actually, it's completely false. I just didn't believe mm. the situation. Yeah. Right? It's a cheap theatrical trick, right? It's a cheap theatrical device to get you to think in a particular way. But it had no inner logic, really. Yes. Yes. Unless that was literally it. She went downstairs to get a glass of water, came back up and he'd gone. But yes, no, I know what you mean. It, because the text, obviously, had the way it's been written, that she yeah. is supposed to have made that decision. No, I won't, I won't call them kind of thing. Yes, and it is straight. You know, she does apologise, doesn't she? But obviously yeah. it's Jill who has the last word and says, it's your fault, goodbye, the end. Yeah, which mm. actually is, again, so completely unbelievable because, you know, so I remember, like, you know, I had been a real activist and I was involved in community work in Canada. And then when I came mm. to England to work here, I tried to volunteer again. And I just yeah. found it impossible to oh, volunteer. Right. Yes, because, you know, this was now the early 90s. But by that point, like, um, you had to go through all this training to volunteer, right? And I okay. just could never get the time off work to, to undergo the process. Right. Um, you know, so I kind of where I had been like centrally involved, I became like really just peripheral, just helping out here and mm. there. Um, you know, uh, so it's unbelievable to me that a character uh, uh, like Jill um, would say those things. 
Because, yes, you know, that was now, like her one moment of not being the perfect angel, wasn't it? Exactly. And mm. somebody who'd been trained, yeah, and, you know, mm. who was at the centre of all the activism to say and those counseling. things. And mm. counselling. I mean, it's mm. just unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It didn't quite track, did it? No. So, um, anyway, I want to wrap up now. Yes. Um, but kind of, you know... What were things that resonated with you that you that you liked about it and kind of, you know, or, or the opposite? You know, mm. what remained the worst problems for you and, and, and also kind of maybe what, you know, what did you really love and value about Sister Singh? Yes, I think possibly, yeah, the, I, I think the acting, some of the performances was... was uh, I suppose the things that I would say these were the biggest problems with it. But actually, ultimately, for me, I was able to forgive. Didn't really become a problem. Didn't didn't um, interfere with my enjoyment of it. I think the thing that most resonated, it was that feeling. And it's Richie's speech at the end where he says, you know, I don't want I don't want it to be a lie. I don't want you to tell people that I died of cancer. It's a lie. And because he said it was so much fun, you know, we had so much fun. And I thought, well, that's really the the kind of thesis of the whole thing like it was it was a dreadful thing that happened but let's not forget yeah actually as you say it was it was wonderful it was wonderful to be gay and it was awful what happened um but I think and that's really what came through the most in the whole series for me with the music um you know even with the youth and vitality and almost the bad acting kind of played into that because it was like oh look at them all they're having fun they're not they're not that good but look they're telling this story and it's you know it's it's important to them and they're they're clear there's clearly a lot of love there between the cast members um yeah so I thought that the sort of celebratory feel of it that's probably what, what resonated the most and definitely the soundtrack which I have been listening back to on Spotify <laughs> yes it's, I mean you know the, the soundtrack on its own brought mm. back moments it is a soundtrack of that period mm. and well uh, used and, I thought yeah in that mm. year um so I suppose my overall feeling is that I have a lot of problems with it, but I still recommend that everyone see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Fiona Cox. It was a, such a pleasure to, to talk to you. And thanks uh, for having and me. I hope to talk to you soon. Yes. Okay. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.